You're tuning in to the Banks Fantasy Show, a show to help you win the championship and take home that trophy year in and year out. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Um, this podcast episode four now, I believe. So we're already flying through. Hopefully, we could get wide receiver and tight end rankings later this week. I'm hoping to post the wide receiver rankings tomorrow and then tight end rankings Wednesday. So you guys can have all that information before the draft. This is with rookies too, so keep that in mind. Um, I'll. It's hard to put the rank rookies in here, but obviously we value rookies more because they're younger and stuff like that. So they're going to be on all these rankings as they were yesterday with the quarterback rankings with all those quarterbacks in there. So we're just going to go be going through our running back rankings and why players are ahead of who and why they're there and what do I like about them, what I don't like about them. Um, and if I think they're an ascending value or descending, and that's the big thing in Dynasty, right? You want to buy somebody and then sell them later for more. Kind of like stocks, but I hate looking at players like stocks. So, um, yeah, so diving right into our running back rankings, it, there's two tiers I like to separate this um, top 12 by. And the first tier is really solidified RB1s where each week they're going to give you most likely running back one numbers. And there's not really any doubt with them. Some of them haven't had injury history, but they're they're not going to get a running back drafted on their team this year. That's going to take too much time away from them. And they're just going to be running back one and you shouldn't be worried. And they're going to be running back one for the next year or two. So... Diving right into the number one guy, B. John Robinson, running back out of Texas, does not have a team yet, which this could fluctuate where he goes. Um, Because if he goes to a team like New England, that's going to hurt, and he's definitely going to fall down a couple spots, but he's still a running back one in Dynasty. Um, If you just pull up the tape, he's just incredible. His cuts, his shiftiness, his vision, everything about him. He's, I mean, he's. you heard him in my mock draft. He's special so he's my running back one of the dynasty football fantasy football and a couple of landing spots we're hoping that he gets is chicago because there's not much um there's not a lot of running backs to compete with there yes they have dante foreman and um khalil herbert but Bijan would be the workhorse back there he's going to be the three down back they'll work in dante foreman and um Khalil Herbert every once in a while, but Bijan's going to get the goal line work. He's going to get the reception work. He's going to get it all. So that's one, one spot where I'm hoping he goes to. Um, another spot is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, they have Rashad Penny, great running back, but you know we've been hurt in the past by Rashad Penny with those injuries. So um, Bijan going there, he's going to be the workhorse there too. That offense is going to be scoring a ton of points, which only helps fantasy players. Um, so him going there, scoring a lot of points, would be amazing, right? So those are the two spots where I'm absolutely loving if he goes to. Another dark horse is if he goes to the Chargers. Austin Eckler gets traded. 
their only running backs are Isaiah Spiller and Joshua Kelly. I don't even know if he's still on the team, but they kind of, you know, if he goes to L.A. and goes teams up with Justin Herbert, teams up with Keenan Allen, they have a great O-line if it could stay healthy. And that's a great spot. I don't know if he's going to fall to 21, though. That's the only issue. L.A. may trade up if they get a deal with Austin Eckler being shipped, you know. Goes to the Bears. They swap first. Do I think the Bears would do that? No, but it's an option. Um, so Austin Eckler being traded, Bijan going to the Chargers is a great landing spot for Bijan. Um, and really, you're just going to see the theme is high-powered offenses is where you want Bijan to go. Teams like New England, teams like Washington. I mean, Washington would be great because he's still the workhorse there, but teams like New England... Um, trying to think. I really think it's just New England that you don't want him to go to. Anywhere else, he's pretty much spot proof unless it's New England. You know, splitting with Ramondre would be terrible for Bijan. He'd fall a couple places, but Bijan going one on my tier list only makes sense. Only way it really gets moved is if Bijan goes to New England. Um, so yeah. Number two I got coming in is um, running back of the New York Jets, Brees Hall. He came out of North Carolina last year. Consensus really 101 last year in rookie drafts. Partially due to because, I mean, the best quarterback we saw last year was Kenny Pickett. And, um, and the second best was Malik Willis. So Brees Hall was number one. I think he's the number two running back in Dynasty right now just because what we saw last year in glimpses of when he had full-time and when he was healthy. I A lot of people like to compare Brees Hall with Javante Williams, which is just terrible because Brees Hall only had one clean tear. Javante Williams had two, which is much worse and more severe. And when Javante Williams was a running back, he was still splitting times with time with um Super Bowl champ Melvin Gordon so Brees Hall is my number two it was really hard to rank two to three two to four but if Brees Hall comes into slight edge with less tread on those tires he split time and um he wasn't North Carolina what am I kidding that was Javante Williams um he has less tread on that those tires he split time with uh, Michael Carter last year when he was healthy Slowly got the lead role, which was great because when he saw when he even split time, he was putting up 17, 18, 20 point weeks, right? He put up, um, let me see here. He put up 4, 12, 9 the first three weeks, and then he put up 25, 18, 13. And that 13 is when he was got injured in the first half. So I think he's going to be, you know, putting up 20 point weeks consistently. In the New York Jets offense, definitely when that offense is more developed and better quarterback scoring more points, more offense. So I, I see him getting the bulk of the load. He's going to be really, really good. Something to watch out for is if they draft a receiving back next year because Brees Hall really isn't that receiving back type running back that you want to see in fantasy. But my gosh, he's just an athletic stud, and that's similar to B. John Robinson. Just Brees Hall is a lot more quicker, I would say. 
but he doesn't have the reception upside like most of these running backs you see in fantasy. So something to keep an eye on is if they draft a receiving running back, it's just something to monitor, right? So coming in at number three, um, Jonathan Taylor, running back of the New York, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Thank God. I mean, if you looked at Jim Ursay's tweet this past week, they're taking quarterback at four. Whether I mean, not at four, but they're taking quarterback at this first pick. Um, whether they trade up, whether they trade down, whether they stay where they're at, totally up to them. But I, you know, this offense is going to be a lot better. His past two quarterbacks were my Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and um, one rookie that was ter- or one second year guy that was absolutely terrible. But they're all three terrible. Um, so Jonathan Taylor's three for me. He's going to be putting up running back one weeks. He did great last year, even though his team was terrible. Um, let me find it here. I'm having a hard time finding it. It should be. So he was dealing with some type of injuries between week two and week, what week is that week nine? So week one, he put 23 and a half injuries came in. So from week two to week nine and then week 10 after the bye week when he kind of was 100% again, 22, 13, 15, 10, and then injuries again for the end of the season. So injuries, he's going to be a great buy low because, I mean, not great buy low, but he's going to bounce back huge this year, I think. Um, So... He's my running back three. The injuries do scare me, but that offense is going to be better. It's going to be scoring a lot more points where it really wasn't last year, and it wasn't the year before. And hold up. I'm sorry. Breaking news. Out of, oh, wow. Out of Philadelphia, you got Jalen Hurts, a five-year, $255 million contract. Holy. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, I'm just, oh my gosh. Well, right now I'm just trying to process this all. 255 five years? $180 million guarantees, no trade clause, which is, wow, okay. So he got paid. This is what happens when you have an agent, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so So Jalen Hurts is going to be there for 5 years. This is I mean this sets up a perfect deal for Lamar Jackson to kind of replicate now, I don't think he should be getting 255, but five years, 240, 235, something like that. But, wow. So, I was kind of interested to see how many years they gave him. I was thinking somewhere between four and eight, but five years. Okay, so. $54 million per year is what Tom Pelissero is saying. So, 
it could be up to $274 million through 2028. Jeez, okay. So you're seeing all these deals come in, and you're just looking at yourself. You're like, man, when we were talking about the Chiefs not building around um, Patrick Mahomes with that new contract, but, you know, ignore my Chiefs fandom. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So, uh, I mean, my original thoughts with this Jalen Hurts trade is A.J. Brown, obviously, he's going to be a f- eagle. He said if – you know, Jalen Hurts doesn't be, stay an eagle. He'd follow Jalen Hurts. So, A.J. Brown's going to be an eagle. His stock value rises. Devontae Smith's stock value rises. Now, I don't think it rises that much, but it's there, right? So, it's just a subtle change because we all expected Philadelphia. It was pretty apparent to to us that Philadelphia was going to extend him to a decent-sized contract. Um, and then, let's see... Rashad Penny is also nice, but, yeah, you know, I, I think Rashad Penny is going to be a backup this year. And I'm hoping it's to Bijan, because Bijan, like we were talking earlier, Bijan to Philadelphia, really, really nice. But let's not get too carried away. I'm going to release a video later about this. Kind of my original thoughts and what to expect. But so Jonathan Taylor, number three. You expect them to lay the rock with Jonathan Taylor still. Like I said, more scoring, more points for fantasy. It's only a better thing, you know. Better offenses typically produce better fantasy players. And that's because they're scoring touchdowns. That six points per touchdown is huge. So, so number four, going in, uh, running back out of Michigan State. And playing football in Seattle right now. Kenneth Walker, Offensive Rookie of the Year, runner-up. Now, he did have more first-place votes, but we're not going to get into that. So, Kenneth Walker, number four. What I expect from him is to kind of take a leap forward again. You know, we saw a little slow start. Rashad Penny was taking lead work. Kenneth Walker was doing really much nothing. In redraft, you could see him in some of your waiver wires. Um, a lot of people were dropping him because they were like, man, this guy sucks. He's never going to be the starter. Rashad Penny goes down, and boom, he just takes off. So looking at pulling up, if I can, it should be over here. Maybe I'm blind. Oh, no, okay. So no points the first week. Remember, he was dealing with some leg thing. Um... 1.5, 3.3, 2.4, and that's when you could have probably saw him on the waiver wire and redraft. But he took that least that step up. 14, 17, 18, 24, 15, 10, 14, 12, you know. So you saw great weeks coming down the stretch. I'm sorry, this is not even PPR. I don't even have it on PPR, my gosh. So I got to get my act together. So let's see. Um, Kenneth Walker, so 14, 19, 28, 12, 27, 13, 16, 12, 12, 15, 13. So once he got that lead work, he was off, right? So you're getting 15-point weeks plus almost every week, if not 75% of the time. And you had those boom weeks of 28, 27 in there as well. So he can win you leagues. And I think with his age, he's only going to take a step forward. Geno Smith got the contract. Um, so they're going to be running the ball a lot. 
and he's just he's just going to take a step forward, and I expect him to be a top running back in the lead next year again. Um, and you you'd see him. I see him fighting with Brees Hall and Jonathan Taylor for that number two spot, maybe even number one, depending on Bijan, of course. So Kenneth Walker, number four out of Seattle. Number five, you have a division rival, Christian McCaffrey. He's been top five running back in Dynasty for the past six years, five years, right? His receiving upside is just incredible. And with Trey Lance there, with that offense being as um, great, as good at it, as it is, only helps Christian McCaffrey. They're scoring 30-plus points every other week, right? So, And they're just dumping the ball off with Brock Purdy. So I'm interested to see how it is with Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a runner as well. So Christian McCaffrey, I expect him to be really, really, really good. I'm worried about his injuries. And I'm going to say this every year of Christian McCaffrey. Because it's, it's true. I've been hurt from him in the past many times. Christian McCaffrey, you know, if he gets injured, Elijah Mitchell is going to be doing great. And who knows if Elijah Mitchell is going to get injured as well. Because we've seen that San Francisco running back room just completely been dying off every single year with whatever running back comes in. You know, you just see one week this guy goes down, the next week this guy goes down. It's because they run heavy in the way they run the ball. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see if he stays healthy. That's why I kind of put him at five, lower than what I probably should. But injuries are scary, and any running back is susceptible to injuries. You know, Christian McCaffrey, he's just going to be great, and you shouldn't expect anything else of him if he stays healthy. Um, but you know, he's 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 going to give you RB one weeks. Every single week in, in that San Francisco offense with Kyle Shanahan. It's only better than it was last year with half the year in Carolina. So he's number five. Number six, I got Travis Etienne. Kind of reminds me of Christian McCaffrey, but he doesn't run the ball that much. And I wish Jacksonville used him in the pass game a lot more too. So there's a lot more flaws. I wish Jacksonville used him more, used him correctly as well. But Man, he's he's good. I loved him coming out of college, too, in Clemson. Um, he's just a great running back, and his brother in Florida, he's going to be great, too. It's just a family thing, I guess. <laughs> so, Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. You know, Trevor Lawrence wasn't that great last year for the first start of the year. Um, he did pick it up. I, w- I was able to get Trevor Lawrence for cheap week 11, week 10. Because of that poor performance week 1 to 10. So Travis Etienne is just going to go get better. He doesn't have James Robinson splitting time with him at the start of the season. He's going to give you a more complete season. And I expect nothing less from Travis Etienne. You know, I, I can mention running backs with injury. I can mention injuries with all these running backs. Which I'm not going to with Travis Etienne. Because we all know what happened to him his rookie season. Did not play at all. So, I expect great things for Travis Etienne. Um, and it, it'd be interesting to what, see what they do here in, with their first pick. It's later than what they expect after getting two first overalls. But if they go wide receiver, they have Calvin Ridley now and Christian Kirk. Say, 
Zay Jones, but if they go wide receiver to round out the big three, they have a great tight end. If they sure up that O-line for Travis Etienne, I'm not too sure, but just something to keep an eye on. And then coming in at number seven, I have Saquon Barkley. You know, I'm kind of hesitant on this because I, I see a world where he's going to hold out. I don't think he will because he's still older and he doesn't want to use those years to waste. But there's a possibility where he gets traded. There's a possibility where he holds out. And there's a possibility where he plays and he's the best running back we see this year. So it's just it's so much unknown for me that he's at the end of this tier one. And he's the last guy in tier one. Just to clear that, but New York paid Daniel Jones. Saquon was better with Daniel Jones, you know, or with, is good with Daniel Jones. I wouldn't say that Daniel Jones getting re-signed hurts him at all. Obviously, running rookie running backs, rookie quarterbacks like to just hand the ball off and dump it off, but Daniel Jones is similar to a rookie quarterback. Um. The Saquon, I see him getting all the load. Whether he could replicate that like last year where he had an amazing season, averaging 18 points a game, uh, being the running back five. So I, I would be cautious by him, but if you could get him at the right price with the news circulating right now, I would. I was able to get him for Alvin Kamara and a late second. No, sorry. I was able to get Alvin Kamara. I was able to get Saquon Barkley in a second, mid-second, for Christian Watson and Alvin Kamara. Alvin Alvin Kamara is way, 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 way low on my list because, one, suspension, and two, he hasn't really been great since that Christmas day. So, Saquon Barkley, you can get him for cheap. I would if you're competing. If you're not, I'd hold off until sure things come around so you could sell them for a lot more than you can right now. Um, and and NFC is a great competing division, so he'll he'll score a lot of points. He's a great receiver. He's a great rusher. Um, and that O-line, I'm pretty sure New York is going to solidify that O-line even more throughout the draft this season. This offseason in two weeks, or in a week. So, Saquon is going to be good. But just something to monitor. Does he get traded to the Chiefs, the Bills? I, I mean, the Bills and Chiefs have been on every single running back that has come through. Every single wide receiver. So, if he gives one of their two spots, that's amazing. But if he holds out, that's probably the worst thing. Because next year you're looking at, he's going to be... Man, I, let me look this up really quick. He's 26, so he's going to be 27-28 next season, and that's kind of where running backs die is age 27. So if you have Saquon, you're praying that he does play because you could use his value this season and then trade him away, or you trade him away this season depending on if you're rebuilding or you trade for him. But it's, it's a very slippery slope, and that's kind of where I am hesitant on Saquon. So... Know the caution of buying and selling Saquon, and that it could be anywhere in between. So, 
that's that's the end of my tier one. All the guys in tier one are solidified running back ones when healthy, when not holding out. And you shouldn't have any questions in the tier one guys that are too extreme. Saquon, yes, but and I was hesitant on putting him in tier one, but I think he deserves that after last season. Um, but diving right into our tier two. I have Najee Harris, running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers out of Alabama. And he kind of had a good turnaround last season. You look at his numbers. He didn't have a, a game under 10 points after week week 5. Put a 12, or put up 13, 11, 12, 10, 27, 11, 10, 13, 15, 15, 21, 14. So the last six weeks is where he kind of, when that offense started to branch out a lot more, is where you saw Najee Harris excelling. Where Pickett started to get comfortable throwing the ball downfield is when Najee started to get bigger holes. The O-line got better later in the season when it got colder out. So Najee had secretly a really good season, whereas the start of the season, you're trying to sell him as quickly as possible. I saw him going for second-round picks because guys are just trying to get off of him. Definitely if they're rebuilding, they're trying to get as much value as they can before it completely goes down. So he had a really good end of the season for what his start of the season was. He's a great buy-low candidate, as you saw in my buy-low show. Um... And I want to see, he didn't really, he didn't get injured at all last season too. So he's very durable. He didn't get injured his rookie season. And I think he's going to have a great injury free. You can't predict injuries, right? But I think he's going to have a great season this year. And I think he's really going to break out to a top five running back in Dynasty. But the question, that offense holds him back a little bit. And Pickett being the quarterback and them being able to drive downfield and score a lot of points holds him back a little bit. But I think he gets he gets enough receiving work. He gets a, he gets a lot of rushing work. Jalen Warren it might steal some away in the goal line and might steal some away half field. But Najee's going to get majority of the work. So you should see a breakout season from him. If you have him, I would hold on to him because you're probably not getting what you want for him. Um, you, you may get two first, which I would totally sell any running back under Saquon for two firsts. I may even sell Saquon for two firsts, but Travis Etienne and up in this rankings, I would not sell for two firsts, I'm depending on the first, of course. But Najee, if you get a 224 first for him, I'd probably sell him. Uh, but if, if you're looking to buy, you can definitely buy him in some leagues where people are still kind of overlooking the end of the season. You could definitely buy him for a, a good price. And in startups, he's going in the fifth, sixth round of startups, which is great value for him in some leagues. So, great buy. I mean, depends on the sell. Um, he's going to have a breakout season. And then uh, coming in at number nine, I have Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Trade rumor circulating. He wants to trade. He wants to be traded. He wants to get paid. Whether a team will do that, I don't know. I don't see him holding out. He said he wants to play football, playing for the Chargers, worst case scenario, and then hits free agency. But, uh, I mean, as of now, he's a Charger. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. That offense is amazing. They use him great screens, short game, run game, 
goal line. He scores, I mean, 20 touchdowns last season, 20 touchdowns the season before. So he gives you the insane amount of touchdowns. He was the RB1 last year too. So this is where I'm kind of like, he's worth the risk. And definitely if you're competing, you need to take him. And if he gets traded, he can go a bad team like New England. I don't see it happening. He could go to Chicago. Great. Could go to. He won't go to Kansas City. Um, he could go to Carolina. He could go to Tampa. He could go to you know these teams that need a running back. I need a running back one. So he can go somewhere great, and he can go somewhere bad. So that's the risk. But he's. I think he's situation proof because of how great he is. And then coming in at number ten. I have Joshua Jacobs, running back of the Las Vegas Raiders. And, I, you know, he signed a one-year deal on the franchise tag, so he has the franchise tag. So he's only under contract for one more year. And that franchise tag goes up a ton after next season. So I would be hesitant to see if he's, say he's a running back for the Raiders after this season. Um... And, and really, whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I mean, really, the worry, worrying part about Josh Jacobs is his future. Because right now I'm looking at a one-year scope. I don't know what he's going to do after next season. He could be like a Miles Sanders and go somewhere for a three-year contract, 18 mil. But I don't see the Raiders picking up another franchise tag of just Jacobs. If they can't get a deal done, which... It seemed like they they had all of last year, so I don't know. They're originally going to let Josh Jacobs walk, and they didn't. That's the reason they didn't give him the fifth year option. So Raiders aren't too fond of Josh Jacobs entering last season, and he did great. He was a top three dynasty running. He was a top three running back last year, so it's just something to keep an eye on. And his future is the main concern, and that's why he's. And he's at, he's at the end of Tier 2. Um, he's at the end of Tier 2. And they have Jimmy G, who comes from a great running team. And Josh McDaniels, who likes to run the ball. And that offense should be a lot better without their car there. And with, with um, Jimmy G, um, it should be more consistent, I should say. So... Josh Jacobs is going to probably get more work under the franchise tag. They're probably going to use as much of his tear and leg power as possible over the next year. Get his value up for free agency. And, um, and yeah, so that's my top 10 dynasty running back rankings. And Jameer Gibbs is by 11th. I'm not going to go too in-depth with him because I kind of did over my rookie draft, rookie mock draft, but those are my top 10. Uh, let me know if you guys agree or disagree. Um, uh, these are obviously going to change based on the draft, based on what happens in the draft, based on holding out, based on trade. So just there's a lot to keep your eyes on when looking at these running backs. So I thanks, guys, for tuning in to the episode um, top 10, or it should be top 20 to 25 wide receivers coming out at a later date, hopefully, like I said, tomorrow, so stay tuned, um, appreciate you guys for listening, go check out my Twitter, 
I'm active, and I try to respond to everything that I can. So appreciate you guys for listening, and peace out.